Hello, welcome to season two of the show and the debut of Tools in the Shed, powered by Cars Guide. We are ready to rip into the things that we've seen in the automotive world this week. I'm James. With me are Matt Pritchard, who's going to take us on an amazing museum tour, mm-hmm. and Matt Campbell, who's quite literally been all over the country in recent weeks yes. in pursuit of dual cab ute truth. I'll tell you the truth. And we'll <laughs> check in on Crazy Elon in this week's Musk Watch. So, stay with us. But, Matt. Yes. Vo- Volo. Yes. A small town. With an automotive secret. Fill us in. What's going on? Yeah. So um, the Volo Automotive Museum, um, which is in Illinois, uh, it's 35 acres of old farmland that has been turned basically into this massive, uh, not just automotive, but mechanical, military, uh, American history and pop culture museum. If they move, if it moves, they show it off. Yeah, basically. Yeah, And they, they have just crammed this 35 acres just full of all this stuff basically yeah yep. um so they they're getting a new exhibit um and in order to make room for that they recently had a uh, online no reserve auction uh where they took a, a bunch of their stuff i don't know how they worked out what they were going to sell and what they were going to keep yeah. um and put it all up for auction on ebay and some of the stuff in the catalog was just crazy yeah. great um so uh I think the top ones that sort of really grabbed my attention were things like uh they had a uh fast attack from um, yeah. the seventh Fast and the Furious movie, mm-hmm. which is from the scene where Jason Statham and Vin Diesel sort of have their grudge match going down the side of a mountain after they skydive the cars out of the plane. Yeah, it's also it, realistic. It, what's it called again? Yeah, relatable. The, um, the, the car? The Fast 7 Fast Attack. The Fast 7 the Fast Attack, yeah. Deary me. I can think of another word that starts with F that would uh, describe it. <laughs> the writing yeah. is as good as the titles of the cars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, and so they, uh, they also had, they had what was called the Full Throttle Armchair. Uh, which is from 2005, and it was made to promote the full-throttle energy drink. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's a motorised armchair that yes. can reach up to 60 k's an hour. Uh, and it was uh, they there were two of them that were then drag-raced at the Daytona 500 <laughs> that year. <laughs> wow. That, that, so that reminds me a bit of Ed China. You know the, the guy who was the offsider in uh, Wheeler Dealers? Yeah. He's in the Guinness Book for the mm-hmm. fastest toilet. So he's got... <laughs> he's there kind of sitting on the dunny, right. and it's a... Turbocharged, like at a drag strip. There's all kinds of lines in there. I can see yeah, the cogs he, in Matt's mind. Does he whirring. have to be using the toilet as it's going? Or? <laughs> I, I don't know. You'd have to speak to Guinness Book. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they they have these super fast couches that you can buy, um, and they actually run as well. Um, there were a few. A lot of them weren't road legal. Yeah. Um, but a couple of them were. One of the ones that is road legal is uh, they had a full replica of the Mystery Machine. Yeah. Uh, which nice. it's, yeah, so it was a GMC handy van, uh, GMC 1966 handy van. one, yep. um, that has been completely modified to look just like the Mystery Machine. <laughs> wow. And it's, it's incredible how accurate they got the outside. And it also looking. reminds you of just how stupid that whole idea is. Yeah. You know, the Mystery Machine. <laughs> yeah. When you see it in reality, like here is just an ordinary van painted yep. with. The mystery. Yeah, so it's just a van. Very odd. Yeah, just rolling up into your, your yeah. small town to come and find out why that ghost has been haunting the old mill. <laughs> the old amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> old man winters. Oh. Um, the other thing that I really liked about the mystery machine, actually, is that on the inside, they've uh, they've painted little profiles of some of the characters. Oh. And... F- 
for making it look so accurate on the outside, the inside looks so bootleg. Really? So incredibly bootleg. Right. Um, like, it looks like like I, I could have, you know, just gone in with a crayon. Well, so, so did you get an idea of what funds all of this? So they sell cars as well, don't they? So that yes. people go through, pay their mm-hmm. dollars, yep. go and have a look like any other museum. But mm-hmm. So this sale, it's not an exceptional thing. They do sell cars from time to time. Yeah, yeah and you can buy um, all kinds of stuff from their catalogue. They have so much muscle. There are so yeah. many muscle cars. They actually, they recently had a, a Corvette summer sale Yeah, um, where they just... <laughs> put a discount on all of their Corvettes. We've got too many Corvettes. All the hundred-odd, yeah, well, several yeah. hundred. That's there's, a lot there's of, so that's many. That's a lot of Corvettes. Yeah. Um, but no, and all, all, kinds of, all kinds of muscle throughout history. Uh, there's a bit of a Hollywood theme there too. They've managed to yes. acquire or, like the Mystery Machine, replicate mm. kind of showbiz style vehicles. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have a, a bunch of cars that were made for the Barris collection. So um, George Barris, who's the guy responsible for all the film cars we know and love. Mm. Um, but so they've got a ton of replicas of, uh, uh, they have a, a, De- a t- time-travelling DeLorean, they have yep. a Batmobile, they have uh, the... An actual time-travelling DeLorean? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, wow. that's where they make all their money. That's they've got big, this almanac. <laughs> big investment. Um, wow. Yeah. You enter the museum, then you go back and enter it again. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. The DeLorean. And you just keep buying more keep and more Keep buying cars? more tickets. Yeah, that's exactly. So smart. It's, it, that's the way you do it. They've, um, also, they've got Dragula. They do have Dragula. Dragula. Yes. Yeah. Uh, from the Munsters. From the Munsters. <laughs> a coffin. Yes. Yeah. With a small block that, um, Chevy. Grandpa raced. Yeah. What a car. Oh, did he? I think so. Yeah, I raced it. And so, but also cars that have been owned by famous people, right? Yes, yeah. Well, they, uh, so they have, one of the ones that was up for auction was uh, Natalie Wood's uh, Buick Riviera. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor's Rolls Royce. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they recently got a Trump limo, um, yes. one of the incredibly gaudy Trump branded wow. ones from 1988. You know, I was saying that they have a mannequin there dressed as Trump, which yeah. actually is incredibly <laughs> realistic. It looks so bad. It looks real. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So bad, um, it's good. And you can rent stuff from them as well. So you can't rent them to drive around, but you can display them at your event. Um, okay. And so a lot of their pop culture ones are actually available to rent. There are a few James Bond cars that you can get. Yeah. Uh, there's a Batmobile. There's They have actually... Um, their Benz Auto Autowagen? Motorwagen? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the that they tout as the, the first automobile. Yep. Oh um, yes, patent motorwagen. Yes. yes. The three wheeler. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's a stunner. It's a yeah. stunner. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that they've got other things like the the Bugs Bunny fantasy car. Which Beautiful. is about 24 feet long. Yeah. Um, it's a tune car. It's a cartoon car, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is actually underneath apparently mostly Volkswagen Beetle. Like is that most, right? Yeah. Like most of the cars that were probably built to look like something silly <laughs> yep. in those days. Yeah. Yep. Good chassis. Pretty easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can just put some pipes in this chassis yeah. and make it really long. No problem. Yep. Engine's already attached. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So um, you were digging around to see how they went with the Corvette Summer, but it's all eBay, yes. so it's a bit hard to dig yeah, into that. Yeah. You can't really find out. It's all kept fairly private. Oh, okay. All right. It'd be a shame. It'd be great to go and do an actual tour of this place if we Absolutely. can arrange that. Get over there. Go on. Absolutely. Yeah. in America? Uh, just, yeah, there well, was just one more. The yellow thing with the yes. aero engine on the back that goes on snow. Oh, yes. yeah. What on earth? The, the snow plow, snow, snow sled, sorry. The, snow the, sled. The snow sled. Yep. Uh, so you fire it up. 
Mm-hmm. Props on the back, yep. and off you go. It's basically just a fan boat, but for ice, for ice. which seems uh, so dangerous. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, nuts. The one that they've got is apparently one of five, uh, okay. and it's one of five because it's the only survivor. Survivor. Yeah. Yep. All the uh, other ones crashed and burned. So, well, because they were made in the '60s and used to uh, run power lines in North Dakota. Okay. So I imagine you know quite isolated. Were they really? Yeah. So these were a service vehicle. This yes. was not a recreational thing. No, except the last owner who had it uh, tried to get it as fast as he could over a frozen lake. Okay, um, so okay. and was... that owner's no longer with us, I presume? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Poor bugger. Well, yeah. that's great. I mean, we could just direct people to go and have a look. Your story yep. is on Oversteer. Yes, it have is. Have a look, check it out. And there's also there's the Bolo website. It's mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of fun. Have a look at their catalogue because it's it's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, buy a couple of Corvettes. Absolutely, yeah. they, they might still be on sale. It's like an endless scroll at some point. It You're really just like, is. oh my God, there are so many hot cars that these guys have mm-hmm. got. And I was learning stuff about cars that I didn't even know existed. I know I was talking to um, James the other day about the Volkswagen thing, yeah. which I, I had no idea was a, a thing. thing. <laughs> um, and they one of their more recent additions was a 2002 Thunderbird, which right, yeah. I didn't realize. The that, retro-styled one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that that was a thing either. But yeah. it, it was a um, cameo star in the live-action Pretty ordinary Thunderbirds movie. Was it really? Yeah, yeah so okay. it became Lady Penelope's uh, oh, six-wheeler. I think sure. that, that must have been a six-wheel version. I'm yeah, not sure, but was. Right. it was that car. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, polarizing. Um, hardly, <laughs> hardly describes it in terms of the way it looks. I, it is one of those cars that, you, that if you see it in real life, like mm. I've seen one driving around Hollywood, mm. and it's sort of like, oh wow, Thunderbird, that's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Oh, that's I good. never thought yeah. I'd see that's one. Good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think anyone bought them. But. It's like seeing a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of cars that stop people in the street, it's time for a word from our sponsor. In 1914, two Aussie visionaries decided it was time for a new kind of car. After meeting face down on the floor of the Bridge Hotel in Nechuka, mates Ern Alcock and Horry Wheeler began working on their dream, and three years later the Winton Motor Company was born. Our founders knew Australians needed a rugged car for tough local conditions, with no-nonsense performance and breakthrough design. Their first production model, the 15, known to Winton enthusiasts the world over as the Mongo, was an unstoppable 15-cylinder force of nature, which set the benchmark for the Wanderers, Wildcats and Turbos that have followed in its illustrious wheel tracks. As Prime Minister Billy Hughes, standing next to the first Mongo, uttered those famous words, She's a Ute, Australians knew they had a winner on their hands. And 101 years later, Winton remains at the frontier of progress and performance, with the groundbreaking 2018 Winton Turbo exported to more than 100 countries. We think Ern and Horry would approve. The Winton Motor Company. Go, Australia. Winton. Uh, which, of course, always raises the question of where's Frosty? Where is he? Uh, look, mm-hmm. he hasn't managed to get out of New York. He was there for the American Open tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still hung around. Um, he was working with the President of the United States. He's, always, he's a, he's a long-time kind of cohort of Donald Trump. And he helped the POTUS with his recent speech at the UN um, General Assembly. Oh. 
and it it didn't quite go according to plan, although Frosty and Mr. Trump would say that it did go according to plan. They were just trying to get a laugh out, yeah. of, the, out of the audience. Right. For those um, watching us on YouTube, we'll put up a picture. You can see where, unfortunately, he's just cut off um, in this picture, but he was right in the front row. He apparently led the laughter. That was the whole yeah. idea of the gag. He but, was basically um, holding up the applause sign. It was totally taken out of context. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, people missed the point of it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Matt, you yes. have quite literally been all over the place, yep. and your world has been dominated by dual cab utes. Kick it off whichever way you like, but um, one from Volkswagen and one from Nissan. Yep. What's, and what's and doing? one from Holden before that as well. Okay, so. fine. Oh, what's doing? Um, so last week was, uh, oh, last week? This week it was, was the Volkswagen Amarok Ultimate V6 580 launch. Yeah. So the V6 580 is... It's obviously the, 580 horsepower. Not quite. Oh, 580 okay. newton metres, which is still a lot. Yep. Um, but yep. now has up to 200 kilowatts. This Amarok, so that's a that's a lot of grunt for an Amarok, or for any dual cab Ute, in fact. And to celebrate just how much power it had, Volkswagen decided that they should shut down Lake Mountain Road oh, in Victoria I see. and allow us free reign. You have with a fang drive, up and down there with a driving instructor to wow. go and you know just do your best. Um, and it was fast. Like they claim 7.3 seconds naught to 100, which is half a second or 6.6 of a second quicker than the 550 newton meter version, which is still available in wow. lower grades. But that's like it's hot hatch quick. Yeah, it's mm. and it's two it's and a half, two point two tons. Not in that was supercar quick. Yeah, two point two <laughs> tons, and it it handles itself extremely well. And that's been the case with the Amarok for quite a long time. It's one of those utes that we've always thought stands above uh, in some elements of what it offers buyers. And it's still, you know, with that engine, with the eight-speed automatic transmission, with permanent all-wheel drive, yep. and with a, you know, a proper off-road mode, but it doesn't have low-range transfer case like some of the others, still got a rear diff lock. It's got a lot of stuff going for it. And it's super comfortable. It's got this beautiful steering, beautiful ride, and it's the sort of ute that you could live with day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the sort of ute I couldn't recommend to people to live with day to day if they intend to use the back seat all the time. There are ah. no rear airbags. Yeah. Only ute on the market without rear airbags. Yep. Um, and also at seventy two thousand bucks, you're still missing out on advanced safety stuff like AEB and. But um, also, if you're you know a hardworking tradie or you're on the job site, they've got pardon the pun a mountain to climb because yeah, Toyota owns that territory. So yeah. so does Ford. You know, the Ford's managed to grab a big share of that pie. With Ranger, The Volkswagen yeah. badge just doesn't seem to resonate with people who want to go out and buy a tough truck. No, you know, well, to- I, th- I think they've got, they've got an interesting approach with their V6 range, right? So they've got this high-end new thing, which is, you know, one of the most expensive utes on the market behind the Ranger Raptor and the Ram 1500s of the world. Yep. Um, so it is pricey, but it's also got a luxury element that those other ones just can't quite match. Righto. Mm-hmm. So there is that Volkswagenness, that Germanness that okay. you can get. Yep. Um, obviously the X class is 
the Mercedes X class dialed that up a bit. Yeah, they're yeah. they're trying to get in on that as well, and they've got yes. the V6 engine coming very very soon. So that's going to be a really interesting fight between those two brands. But Volkswagen's also moving down market with the V6, so they're going to offer a core model, right? And with a manual transmission and a proper low range transfer oh, I case. I see limited editions. All this stuff. <laughs> the Apple Core. <laughs> the, the, Apple Core. The, the limited yeah. editions are getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> the hardcore. The hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Earth's core. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Molten core. Yeah. Yes. And so it'll be below 50 grand for the manual version, about 52 for the auto. So they've pushed this V6 engine down and down and down and down. And that's what people are buying. Apparently, it's like more than 50% of their sales are, V6s. are V6s. So okay. it's not stopping people. People are buying them, not in huge numbers. And that's probably the problem with the Amarok globally mm-hmm. is that it doesn't have the biggest audience in the world, obviously, um, it is struggling in markets where they thought it would succeed, like South America and and also Southeast Asia. I don't know if they've even got any in Southeast Asia. So it's one of those places, where, one of those vehicles where they could do a lot more with it, but it just doesn't have the cut through where it needs to have it. It does do extremely well for Australia, yeah. you know, on a per, per capita, capita basis. Yeah. Um, and they're very happy with that. But And that means that... We have a, a big voice globally in terms of what will happen with the next generation. Oh, okay, yes. And speaking of which, that could well be a tie-up with the next generation Ford Ranger. Oh. So oh. there's there's a some sort of memorandum of understanding between Volkswagen and Ford to pair up with commercial vehicles across a range of different models. That's interesting. So the yeah. next-gen Ranger could be the next-gen Amarok, which will okay. be, a, I mean... If you can combine the the best bits of those two utes, you're going to have a kick-ass ute. Well, and the then, what do, yeah. then what do you do with all the worst bits? You have a crap ute. That's yeah. one of themselves. <laughs> a cheap one, yeah. yeah. And they have what? to toss a coin over who gets yeah, what. who gets the bad bits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so moving on, yes. you've also been looking at some special editions where Nissan's yeah. trying to crack that yep. uh, nut as well. So Nissan Navara ST Black Edition, yep. uh, which, of course, it has... <laughs> Black like, bits? How many times has Black Edition been used I know, right? on any product ever? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I reckon there's probably been about eight or nine Black Editions I'd prefer of a any edition. model this yeah. year. Yeah. A Cerise yeah. Edition, or I think. Aqua. Is, yeah. Something like that. I'd, I'd, I'd get an Aqua Edition. Totally. That sounds nice. Yeah. No one calls them, like, there's never a white edition, though. It's kind of. No. It's kind of weird. It's born to be the, bad, blackness. Yeah. Yeah, tough, yeah. all that. So it does have black stuff all over it, right? Okay. It's got a it's got a nudge bar and it's got a LED light bar and it's got a sports bar at the back and a tonneau cover and a hard um, tray liner thing, spray tub, and tub, tub liner. Yep. yep. Um, and so it's based on the ST. The previous black edition Navara was based on the STX. Yes. So it was a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. This one, both models, manual or auto, come in under fifty grand, which and actually are priced identically to the ST on which it's based. All right. So value focused, you know, under fifty grand, dual cab, four by four, does all the things you'd think, but looks a bit tough. And looks tough. All that, and it's you know, I was really quite um, impressed by it. It's still got it's got the good engine. So there's there's two engines in the Navara range. One of them isn't good, and one of them is. Great. Um, That'll be the one that goes to I don't know Skoda yeah. or someone yeah. who's pairing up with them on the next so, year. Yeah, you know, possibly. Um, so yeah, the, it's a a single turbo is the bad one, and the twin turbo is the good one. Okay. Um, and they're both two point three liter turbo diesels, just to make it a little bit. So confusing. you know, you get the Ranger Raptor from Ford. Mm-hmm. Yes, they want to sell some of those cars, but it's also a statement, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we're cool. It's that halo effect and a classic marketing ploy to, to make the cool one. 
these aren't that. These are ones that they just want to sell. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So there's only 900 examples of the uh, ST Black Edition for the Navara. Um, and the Amarok Ultimate, geez, they're not going to sell 900 of those because there's not that many people willing to spend 73 grand on a ute that doesn't have the stuff that it should have. Yeah, right. So um, Kind of a misuse of ultimate yeah <laughs> well if you watch if you watch my video on uh. youtube you'll see at the end a <laughs> Did very I just funny your line. joke no no it's a very funny line okay, i'm good. very happy with it okay, um <laughs> and then so the other the other ute i've been driving uh recently was the holden colorado z71 extreme which was extreme. is it can i ask is it spelt x Yes. Of course, there's Excellent. no e at the start. Good, because um, it's yeah. too extreme for ease. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's a seventy grand driveaway jobby as well. So it's it's not a cheap Colorado. Mm. There are a lot of more affordable Colorados that I would recommend. It sounds like everyone's zigging at the same time, yeah. while someone should be zagging. I suppose you know Volkswagen is if they're going downscale as yeah. well. Yeah, that that covers their bases. But everyone seems to be around seventy thousand dollars with these fancy utes. Yeah, and and I think that. There is going to be a point where it gets to a ceiling. Right. Um, I don't know when that's going to be, though. I think, well, we've got X-Class V6 coming soon. We're going to see probably an 80-something thousand, 85. Entry point for that. Well, not entry point, but high point. Okay. Um, and so then you've got the likes of the Ram 1500 at, you know, 80 grand drive away for the base model or 105 with all the stuff. Wow. So it's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, it lot. is. A lot of money. It and is. I mean... If you're going to use it for work as well as play... It'll um, get dented. Mm. And how much are you going to spend on fuel as well? Mm. Yeah, good point. Well, with the Rams in particular, I mean, you know, they yeah. claim 12 and a bit litres per hundred for the, the most yeah. hardcore ones. <gasps> you're going to use 15 every day. You need a fuel tanker running in tandem, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, fighter jet style. Yeah. yeah. You just refuel just on the fly. Just a giant hose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's the most intriguing part of the new car market in my mind at the moment. Right. Like, there are obviously parts of the market like small SUVs and hatchbacks and stuff where people are still spending a lot of money and buying lots of cars, but utes are where it seems like the battle is and it seems like yeah. all the brands are trying to stamp that they've got some dominance in that market. You know, I've I heard it referred to, in the last couple of weeks, I've heard utes referred to as the muscle cars of these model ranges. And that's why yeah, so, um, CAMS has this new category, or well, it was this year, racing utes, yeah. you know, mm. people out there um, on the track and all mm-hmm. that. So I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, and um, well, if, you've, if the most expensive thing in your lineup is a ute, mm. then it makes sense that yeah, that's your hero. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to not driving a ute now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taking a break, you need to cleanse the palate. I know. You, need, you need to go back to something unutish. Yeah, I know. Just, exactly. Well, a nice hatchback. Speaking yeah. of non-utes, this is where we'd normally have a, a, a chat about what's in the garage, what's in the Cars Guide garage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt Pritchard, have you been driving a car of any description recently or you've been uh, public transporting it? Have you driven something recently? I normally public transport it. Um, I have driven a few X-Trails <laughs> um, uh, over the last few weeks. Um, and I also, I wasn't driving it, but I was a passenger in the new uh, A-Class with the cool What did you tablet. make of all that? Hey, Mercedes. Hey, yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. I And look, I was so cynical about it after watching that ad. Yeah. Um, I just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a nice place to be. Yeah, yeah. You liked I, it. I did. Cool. And I liked the... I liked that the dashboard and the uh, media console were all just one, one. endless tablet. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. And I love... 
I, I really like digital readouts. Yeah. Um, I like having just uh, like a That increment that telling that me. Exact yeah. incremental. Yeah. Um, I, I, for what it's worth, think they've tried to push too much into that system. Mm. That it's like we can, therefore we should. Yeah. Like we'll put all of these little <laughs> adjustments and things you can play with, and I find it overly complex. Yeah. I agree with you totally on the way it looks. I think it looks as slick as butter, mm. yeah. but I think the actual operation of it is a little bit overdone. I reckon the transitional period for voice activation and voice recognition stuff is still... We're still going through that right now. Mm-hmm. I still can't and, get Siri to work properly. Well, yeah, you know, you talk to Siri and sometimes she listens and sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes and, she listens when you, you ask someone if they're serious. Yeah. Like, what can I help you with? Yeah, I know. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, I was using a GoPro the other day and I was saying something and it kept switching itself off. It's like... <laughs> Don't do that. I, I know there should be a specific cue, but it was like... <laughs> How do I turn off the voice prompt? It's turning off. It's the ghost in the machine. I was, saying wine, I was saying wine and dine, and it was turning itself off. And I don't know why that was. <laughs> it didn't want to go but, to dinner with you. No. It, didn't, it didn't want to sit down. <laughs> Maybe there was... Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm busy. busy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm doing See ya. Um, but the, I think this, you know, Mercedes has pitched this new MBUX as uh, very much a voice-controlled system. Right. And so it's supposed to be making you learn, rather than use the screen and use the controller and all that sort of stuff, mm. learn to talk to your car, learn to converse with your car. Make it feel good. It's, it's yeah. lame, right? Yeah. It, and it seems lame. But if you talk to someone who is a tech person and they've got Google Home or they've got one of those systems in their house, they swear by it, you know, because mm. if it means... Do they swear at it? Probably, yeah. Um, but like, if it means you don't have to get up and turn the light switch off, you can just say turn off the lights. It'll and it does it. Like, and that's all. Well we're all going to turn until... into blobs, like in that, that in Wally. cartoon movie. Wally. Yeah. It's all well and good until Alexa starts laughing in the middle of the night for no reason, <laughs> <Yeah>. though. <laughs> like, yeah. And burns your house down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see. My, one of my biggest concerns uh, in the the A class that I was thinking about is with the tablet if it gets damaged. How yeah. expensive it would be to replace, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. and I guess look if you're buying Mercedes, you're already prepared for expensive repairs, I mm. guess. But the thought that what could have maybe you know been replaced with you know oh I broke a you know a dial, I'll just get it fixed. No, yeah. I think you just drive your car into that little kiosk in the middle of the shopping center that replaces yeah. you know and fixes phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the replacement screen. Yeah, that's 40 bucks. Yes, no yeah, problem. Great. Yeah. 18,000 yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. Do you want yeah. the name brand or uh, <laughs> do you just want, like, I can give you, um, like, generic. Yeah. Now, Matt, your private project mm-hmm. is Volkswagen down. Up, up, down up. Yeah. Volkswagen, Volkswagen up down. down. down just up. Volkswagen down. So yeah. I think our regular listeners might already know that yeah. or you've got a Volkswagen up. Yes. And just fill us in on, just briefly, give us a thumbnail on recent kind of stuff that you've done to it. Okay. So I had a saga with some wheels that I bought. Um, there was a guy who was selling an EG Civic and it had um, dynamic D-shaped steelies. If you know what they are, then thumbs up to you. If you don't, then you should really have a look around. Um, they're, they're cool wheels and they were 15 by 8s, the right stud pattern for my car. Yeah. 15 by 8, okay, so big, Fat. wide wheels. 15. My up has f- standard 14 by 5.5. <laughs> so <laughs> after painting my wheels blue, which you may have seen if you've been following on uh, Instagram at Volkswagen Down, then I decided, no, I'll, I'll swap them for these these steelies. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then I couldn't drive it home because 
the wheels were hitting on the brakes. So, okay. Wow. I've, I've gone, all right. <laughs> Those are me... good-looking brakes. I don't blame yeah. the wheels for hitting on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I went, I decided, all right, well, I'm going to need spaces to push the wheels out. Um, and I've bought some spaces and I've put them on. And this was like 10 days later. Put them on. They've come from Europe or wherever. And I've figured out that my wheel bolts aren't right. So rather than wheel nuts like most cars have, my Volkswagen has wheel bolts. So you actually bolt the wheel to the hub rather than have nuts or bolts that come out of the hub that you put a nut on. Sure. So I had to find new wheel bolts, which was another task. And it took me another week and a bit. And so eventually I got them and got the right bolts, put them on and drove it home. And Without brakes. No, the brakes no, the were brakes working were right. they were because working. the spaces were on. Fine. But now I'm... And, you know, if police listen, then whoops. It's illegal. <laughs> um, it's it's poking out. So I don't have you just implicated yeah. everyone no. in this room in yeah. your crimes? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's all me. I'll take the blame. Um, yeah, so they're poking out about this far outside of the wheel arches. So I'm going to have to get some flares to put around it. Great, but, that's fun. Um, it's... It's a, it's such a fun little car, and now that it's got a decent set of wide wheels with really, really good tyres, it shows you just how much engineering prowess was put into such a cheap car in Brilliant. the beginning. That's like, a good insight. We already yeah. knew that the Up was a great car for its time. You know, It came out five or six years ago. It was thirteen nine ninety. Hardly anyone bought it because it was manual only. Manual only. only. Um, mm, yeah. And it missed... Ninety-five percent of the the city car market because of that, and mm. obviously it's got things like a low-speed AEB system that helps you out. I don't know if mine still works because of you know what I've done to it, but I don't care. So um, yeah, it's it's getting there, and I've you know Good. I've got the roof racks, I've got it lowered, I've got the wheels. It's sort of starting to look how I want. So it throw to it out there. What should people follow in terms of a, is a hashtag? Yeah, yeah uh, no, it's Instagram. Instagram uh, at Volkswagen Down. And Volkswagen, yeah. Yeah, Good. and you can find stories on the Oversteer page as well, which I'm keeping updated as you like that title. Very good. It's very good, <laughs> isn't it? Okay, now we're getting towards the run home, but first of all, we must go to Musk Watch. Right, so this week, Elon tweeted, Sorry, we've gone from production hell to delivery logistics hell, but this problem is far more tractable. So he's put that out there on Twitter. So to me, that smacks of a first-rate project planning and management uh, problem right there, that that (laughs) you've been pumping out a lot of cars and you're not thinking to the point where, oh, we're going to have to get all these cars yeah. through the system. It's like, oh, no, let's just move to the next problem and deal yeah, with it right. a little bit downstream. So Is he having a hackathon for that one too? Could be. Mm. Um, so now, via Twitter, yeah. where else, Tesla owners are volunteering their time to help with the delivery logistics. Like, I'd be happy to come down and help line up the right oh. car with the right customer and this, get it out the door. This is a cult, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> like, it does sound pretty culty. Well, it's, yeah. it's kind of weird that... A large company yeah. led by a billionaire mm. would be resorting to volunteers to come yeah. in and help them actually yeah. do what the company should be doing. Crowdfunding your distribution. I would mm. argue that people might volunteer for a more worthy cause. However, yeah. it does demonstrate uh, the devotion mm-hmm. that people have for Tesla and for Elon Musk. But, sorry, but it's a business. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. And 
if I'm paying my money for something to be delivered to me, yeah. I expect it to be delivered to me. Yeah. I know. It's like going on eBay and going, oh, no, you've got to pick it up yourself but from th- America. I think yeah. it's, you know, you use the C word. And and people who are very strongly emotionally attached mm-hmm. to anything are willing to forgive lots of things. Mm. The dispassionate observers standing by yeah. maybe wouldn't. Yeah, you he's, know? he's been called a sea world a lot. So yeah, he yeah. has. So but in the week that Audi, a proper car company, mm-hmm. uh, launched its first production SUV, the e-tron, Tesla Model Three production continued to slide. So. Oh. The Bloomberg Model 3 tracker that we've been religiously following uh, sits at 2898 two, this okay. week. That so is that's, low. that's close to 400 down on last week and makes five weeks under 5,000. So yeah. that was always the benchmark. So it is absolutely heading in the wrong way. So production hell might just be making a. Yeah, you know, a sneaky comeback. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so then you. they'll have another delivery hell, and yeah. it just sounds like hell. Yeah, um, just general hell. Yeah, the anyway. new Tesla but hell. I, I also read a tweet from him saying that they were going to start building their own transporting. Yes, to which all of the various transport companies, you know, car carrying companies, have mm-hmm. said the reason he said that was yeah. he couldn't get capacity. Yeah, and all the car companies have said we've got capacity yeah. just we're only a phone call away yeah we can deliver your car it sounds like they've just spoken to one contractor and go and they've got nah sorry we're a bit busy yeah and like Great. look Build around their own trucks <laughs> yeah. yeah they'll be electric yeah and autonomous <laughs> and run out of fuel in about 300 k yeah okay with <laughs> the, that the, we the have Tesla semi <laughs> yeah we have reached the finish line thank you matt thank you and thank you matt thank you uh and thanks to our producer marsden uh, look, he does his best, but let's just say his gene pool needs a little chlorine. And thank you for listening. Please give us your thoughts on anything we've discussed today. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast, or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube. And if you're an iTunes devotee, please rate and review us. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, I don't know about you, but I've never once been able to explain car trouble to a mechanic without resorting to sound effects.